know the rhinos can be very dangerous, by the way, and in a way more dangerous than Democrats because you don't know where they're coming from. We got some real bad ones, but I know them all. I know I know the whole thing, and I survived a system that was very corrupt with the Russia, Russia, Russia hoax and the impeachment hoax over a phone call, over a perfect phone call. Think of it, over a perfect phone call. Uh, all of this stuff, the Mueller report, that was another witch hunt where I had 18 Trump-hating, Republican-hating Democrats investigating me. The Mueller report, I mean, think of it. And the end result, even with that, was no collusion. Okay, think of that one, no collusion. So I know the people now so well. Before, I had to rely on others to give me advice as to who we would put in certain positions that were very important positions. I now know the people so well. I know them better than anybody. I know the fighters. I know the strong ones, the good ones. And I know the bad ones, too. So we had some fantastic people. Look, biggest tax cuts in history, biggest regulation cuts in history. I rebuilt the military. Sadly, uh, Afghanistan got $85 billion right. worth of it. If you can, Nobody can even believe that. But uh, Space Force, uh, right to try, such a big thing. I, I guarantee it's a big for the people that are watching your show and right. people that uh, believe so much in you, where we have space age, we have things that we have the greatest labs in the world, the greatest doctors in the world, and we have things that won't be approved for another two or three years. But people are sick, and if we could use them, and for 58 years they've tried to do it, they can. It's actually more complicated than it sounds because the doctors don't want it. The That's pharmaceutical right. companies don't want you know they don't want it on their records. Uh, the right. Insurance companies don't want it. So anyway. I worked it out so everyone's happy. And now thousands of people are being saved where they were would, would have died. But they're being saved by very, very uh, into the future uh, medicines and, and sure. lots of things. And we're very, very proud of that. But, I mean, thousands and thousands of people are being saved. We did a lot. And uh, a lot of people think we did, we've done as much as anybody. And now we want to go back and finish the job. All right, welcome back on this Friday. Thank God it's the end of the week for most. It's getting closer and closer to me going back to work, so not so much for me. <laughs> I wish it was Monday, actually. So I had a whole week ahead of me, but I just got the weekend left over like all of us, uh, all of you do. Uh, President Trump, that was an interview that he did at Mar-a-Lago on the 24th of last month. Uh, reason I brought it up is I did not see that interview. I can't say that I see every single thing that goes on. I would say if you claim that you have seen and know every single thing that goes on, you're probably being a little bit dishonest. Uh, but I, that one I did not see uh, until I saw audio clip of it, and then I went back and and uh, watched it. It was a good interview. Uh, he's he's he doesn't sound any different today than he sounded you know last year, year before, or six years before that. He sounds exactly the same. He's still super sharp. Um, what I wanted to point out there at the very beginning is I have mentioned to you so many times because he has already been in the white house was one of the real attractive things about him being reelected for me. If he is to be the nominee and if we can get him reelected again, I like, I like that he has history. He knows just as he just said, he knows the good, the bad and the ugly. Okay, so he knows the good people, he knows the rhinos, and then he knows the ugly Democrats. He's got them all. Um, so he will, in my opinion, I think he could do even more this round if he is the nominee and if he was to get elected because he's not starting from zero. 
I think that's one advantage he has over DeSantis. And you know that I support DeSantis. I mean, there, there's, I see lots of people attacking him, and I like DeSantis as my governor, and he's done great as a governor. I can't say that he would be the best president in the world because I don't know. He hasn't, we haven't, we haven't seen him there yet. Um, we have seen Trump there. We know what Trump is capable of. And I think that he could do even more this go round because he's more seasoned and uh, he, like he said, he survived a corrupt system there. So he knows, he knows the game uh, intimately now. And I think that he would even do a better job than he did last time. Uh, DeSantis, you know, he's a great governor. <laughs> I know there's a lot of people that attack him. A lot of people hate him. Uh, I, I've, I've tried to invite Laura Loomer on my show probably eh, four or five times. I've reached out to her and followed up with her. Uh, and I never get a response from her. And she is anti-DeSantis big time. And I don't know where that stems from. I don't know if it's because maybe he didn't uh, support her during her last run for office. Um, if she just is, you know, set set with Trump and that's it. That's the only person that she's interested in seeing get elected. I don't, I don't know what her motives are there or if she found out some information that she um, believes to be true. That, that DeSantis is not what he appears to be. For me, uh, uh, everybody's entitled to an opinion. That's her opinion. My opinion is from what I have seen here in the state of Florida, all the bills that have been passed and everything in that nature, I've said this before too, he seems pretty solid to me. You know, and, and if he tried to run the country the way he runs Florida, I think that'd be a good thing. So I, I definitely believe he is worthy of being a presidential nominee or maybe even making it all the way to the White House. I just think if these two could get together on and strategize rather than tear and in, tear into each other, I think it would end up being better for everybody. You know, I mean, you got, I mean, Trump take Trump, Trump take a cheap shots at the guy, him take a cheap shots back. Eh. Thing is, is you guys are so far apart in the polls. You know, they got Trump. Trump is the clear, uh, the, the clear um, front runner. Jesus, I almost couldn't get it out of there. Clear front runner in a race as of right now. Now, I know polls are only as good as their samples, and polls this early usually are crap. I'm not going to lie to you. Any, any, any presidential poll where that you see people thrown out there where if, Trump, if DeSantis and Biden were head-to-head or Trump and Biden were head-to-head or Trump and DeSantis were head-to-head, you know, who would win and by what percentage? They're, they're all junk. I wouldn't pay no attention to that at all. It is so early. You could never have really solid data um, this early in the game. I mean, you can get a general idea of the feel of people and the electricity in the room and see who, who could potentially be the front runner, who, well, you know, what, what, what two, what two are going to go forward on the, I mean, what two are going to have to ballot it out for president. But as far as giving clear numbers like that, where they're telling you if the election was held today, you know, this, this person would win by this and that. You can't say that those polls are all junk. I don't pay no mind to that type of stuff because how could you know for sure? I mean, your sample, how many people are you sample? 1,500 people? Okay. Uh, just FYI, we're like 29 million people here in the state of Florida. You, how many did you sample in Florida? I mean, so, yeah. I just, uh, I like that Trump is seasoned. I've been saying that I like that he's seasoned. If he is the front runner, and we kind of expect him to be, the nominee at this point, it looks like he may be the nominee if it, if it continues to trend in that direction. Um, 
I like his chances, and I certainly like um, his experience. So we'll, we'll see where that goes. But that, that was actually a, a pretty good interview that he gave there. So if you hadn't, didn't have a chance to watch it, you should check that one out. All right, Budweiser. Budweiser is doing excellent. You know, when you want to talk about you have messed up so badly, you have screwed the pooch so badly <laughs> that the CEO finally has to disavow um, Dylan Mulvaney's Bud Light partnership. Says it was not a campaign. He's firm on it. He ended up sending a, uh, a firm letter to retailers blaming it on outside ad agencies for approving it without management's awareness because sales are down by 30%. Uh, I watched a, uh, I watched a guy that was at Fenway park and they were there to see the uh, Sox play. And he's showing the lines of people. People are in line for, for dogs and, and whatever. And he pans over with his phone and he goes, look at this, man. Look, all the Bud Light places are like this. Workers are there. They're all just sitting there stocked to the maximum capacity, not one customer in line at a baseball game. Not a one. That is saying something. I got to be honest with you. Okay. I mean, I'm not there lining up to drink myself, but uh, I've been to plenty of sporting events and any sporting event that I have been to, generally you're going to have a lot of people drinking beer. That's just kind of, it's hand in hand. A lot of guys like doing that. They go out, they're having their beer, they're enjoying themselves, having a good time watching the game. So to see it completely empty, that is, uh, (laughs) it's bad for Bud Light. Uh, You have a 30% drop in sales. Again, that's bad for Bud Light. You're creeping, it it continues to grow every day. I mean, you're creeping on almost a 50% loss in sales. You're already at 30 and it's just continued to slowly go up. If you make it to 50%, my God, Budweiser's in, in, in the worst trouble of their business. When you got the CEO going out and, and apologizing and talking to the shareholders and apologizing to them, you know the CEO's going to lose his job here. There has to come a point where everybody goes, oh, look, look at the piss poor decision you made here. I don't care who did it. Your John Hancock's got to be somewhere in there or you got a manager or somebody under you that you're not checking on. They run the commercial. If you didn't want it that way, you should have came out the first day and said, no, we don't support that. Uh, we're, we're not partnered with him. And outside ad agency did that. We're addressing this immediately. And it would have been probably done at that moment. But since you did not do that, <laughs> and you uh, almost, your first apology letter looked like you were trying to uh, toe the line there. And now you're at a point where you have to make a formal apology because <clears throat> your sales are plummeting. Uh, I, I would be surprised if the CEO's head doesn't roll on this one. As, you know what, to be honest with you, I don't think anybody should lose their jobs. But uh, we are in a war for the soul of this country right now. So at this stage in the game, uh, you know what, I, you should lose your job. And maybe that'll send a, loud, a, a message loud and clear to other corporations around the United States that, you know what, stay out of politics, sell your product, and call it a day. Stay out of it. We don't want you involved in it. That's for us to work out. That's for us to argue with our representatives that are in Congress and for Congress to argue it out on our behalf. Corporations, stay out of it. I hope this is a message that's being well-received by all. Disney ain't getting a message, but maybe maybe a lot of other people are. Disney just continues on. 
I did not watch it. I do not have Disney Plus. I think it only came out in Disney Plus. I don't believe it came out in the movie theater, but they released a new Peter Pan movie, <laughs> which, which looked like uh, it did uh, real well uh, on Disney Plus. Uh, Peter Pan, uh, Black Tinkerbell. Uh, so I don't know why we're, we're in the Victorian era. You know, the book, the book itself, uh, back in those times, that book was, that book's all about women. You know, the book's about women. I, it just, it's amazing how they just continue to alter things where originally Peter Pan and the Lost Boys, why did they take, why did they, they get Wendy to come back? To be a mother figure to the boys. That's like the, the point of it. It's showing that they need a strong mother figure in their life. You know, so she, and then I think at the end of the book, if I remember correctly, she adopts the kids or whatnot uh, at the end of the book. I mean, this whole thing, she has a family, she has her own kids, she adopts these kids, she brings lost boys home with them. It's about that relationship with the mother and, and for the boy, little boys and their mothers. So it's the original, the original book's good. And this one, it's not that way at all. And this one, my understanding is Tinkerbell's black and you're, I don't know why we're changing Tinkerbell, but okay, whatever. Uh, Tinkerbell's black, Peter Pan's Hispanic or Indian, whatever the hell he is. He, it's hard to tell what he is. Uh, I didn't look him up. Okay, we changed Peter Pan too. Then you get to the Lost Boys. Well, it's not the Lost Boys. It's the Lost Boys and girls now. Okay, so that kind of defeats the whole purpose of Wendy because now you have girls there with them. So I don't know why you'd go get Wendy. Then Wendy comes into play, and uh, at the end of this one, instead of Wendy having a family of her own with children, uh, Wendy uh, dies alone but happy but alone uh, and doesn't take the uh, lost boys and girls with them. And uh, it's very, you know, dominant women power type deal. So <laughs> I guess Disney didn't get the memo. Uh, Disney's been losing a lot of money. Disney's fighting with Ron DeSantis right now. I think Ron DeSantis is going to win that battle because if he doesn't, he's going to get some egg in his face. So he, uh, I'm pretty sure he's not picking a battle that he can't win. Uh, Disney does not seem to be getting the message, but, but, uh, Anheuser-Busch, it looks like they are getting the message right now, and I hope a lot of other companies uh, do get the message. That whole Peter Pan thing, too, was just, Jesus. I know I'm, going, I'm jumping back and forth here, but I, the more I'm thinking about it while I'm talking here, my, I mean, why would you change that story? Why? Why? I mean, in the name of what? The, the uh, You know, you go online and you look at the, the critics' review of it, and they give it a high percentage because all the critics are, they're all in bed with Hollywood, and you know they're all for all that crap. Uh, and then you go and you look at the audience's review, and it got a 15%. <laughs> You're doing a great job. That's, that, that's a winning strategy. Keep on pumping them out, Disney, because you know what? You're gonna do, what's going to happen to you is pretty much what everybody hopes happens to you right now. The mouse is being dethroned or has already been dethroned. The other animation companies that get the point are not making woke animations, and they're making family-friendly animations. They're taking you down, and I think most people are, are – kind of okay with you crashing and burning because we all feel like we got the best of you and now that you're making this crap have a nice life and this is coming from a guy who loved loved disney i mean loved i took my kids every single year for the first 10 years of their life till it started getting out of control till they started doing little stupid things in the movies and then the ticket prices started growing and growing and it got to a point you're like now it's just getting unaffordable for just an average person. Yeah, you just can't. A family of six going in there, it's $750 to walk through the door. Just to walk through the door. That's not me staying somewhere. That has nothing to do with me buying anything on the inside. This is one park, one day, $750 just through the door. But you, you just, you're pricing us out. 
So uh, up until they started getting crazy, we went every year. Loved Disney. Loved them. Owned everything. Was excited for, oh, we're going to have Disney Plus. We're going to have all their movies. The kids, they could put the posters up in the house. Disney, that's it. Walt Disney, watch the backstory. No, Disney, beautiful. Well, not anymore. This, uh, like I said, from a guy that loved them to, hey, crash and burn, man. You, you guys did it to yourselves. You guys chose to go down a path that is uh, anti-everything that I believe in. So, crash and burn. Have a nice. You guys had a good run. <laughs> Bye-bye. Anyways, Anheuser-Busch, I'm going to go back once again. Anheuser-Busch is figuring that out. Uh, it's been pretty disastrous for them. So, you get what you get. <laughs> disastrous, to say the least. You get what you get. All right, I am probably, I'm going to end this one a little or a lot short today. Um, I am recording with Kilroy Williams, uh, who is a another podcaster, uh, a, just in a little while here. So I will be on his show. Uh, what is it? 12? No, it's 2 p.m. Eastern and 12 Mountain Time. So I'll be on his show. So I'm going to do uh, a recording with him. I'm also ending a little early. Like I said, this is my uh, end of my vacay. So I figured I'd come in and talk a little bit about Trump. Uh, give you an update on Anheuser-Busch losing. And uh, Disney just popped into mind there. So that was neither here nor there. <laughs> just me talking. Uh, but that will do it for me today. So uh, if you like what you're... Oh, forget all that. You know what? Enjoy your weekend. Have a wonderful, wonderful weekend with your family. We will do it again on the Thank you.